Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, San Francisco 49ers fans, and welcome. <laughs> it, it, it has concluded. <laughs> Depending on where you're watching this, just want to say thank you. What a draft, first off, and thank you guys for bearing with everything that's taken place. You know, we, we get through the whole thing, and the 49ers are done. Obviously, the draft's still going on. So if the 49ers find a way to trade back up into the seventh, please let me know. Um, but we just got to talk. We got to debrief because let, let's just be very, very honest here. John Lynch is trying his hardest to kill all of the faithful. <laughs> Good God. I've never experienced a draft that was just so up and down and roller coaster ride to not doing anything day two to trading 17 freaking times during the draft, which is great. And you love that. But whenever you get like general consensus groupthink and, oh, they should do this and they should do that. And we spend all this time, you know, diving into all these things. You know, it, the microcosm of the draft is this. The 49ers had meetings with over 80 players, okay, official meetings, not phone calls, not whatever else. They didn't draft one of those guys. <laughs> they, they didn't draft one person that, you know, they kind of went through this whole spiel with, which I think is just, it's the ultimate just kind of, yeah, all right, let's uh, let's just be weird. Let's do our own thing, and let's go for that. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. So we're going to dive into what's happened day three because there's so much. And I would be remiss if I don't start off by talking about the greatest offensive lineman in 49ers history. Um, Joe freaking Staley, man. Love that dude. Um, you want to know how great he is? 
One, um, he was willing to put his retirement on pause um, until they got his replacement because they didn't want that to be predicted and to let everybody know how desperate they were for a tackle. So that's one. Um, but this guy, he has started next to you. Know, I went back through and I just tallied on pro football reference. I went through every single one of the years since he's been drafted in 2008, right? Um, he started next to 31 left guards, 31 separate left guards. That's how great this guy is. 31 separate left guards he has started next to in his time with the 49ers. And he goes out with the most class ever. It's who he is. Uh, hopefully the 49ers can find a way if he is interested, I don't know, being a part of this organization because he's going to be, um, he, he already is the greatest 49ers lineman in history. But I don't think his time with the 49ers is done. His impact is so big. Uh, I hope they find a way just to keep him around, whether it's as a coach or a personnel or or just something, man. Just give the guy a mic and just let him talk. Just let him talk. That's all we need to do. Um, I need more Joe Staley in my life. But the fact that he stayed off his retirement until, you know, after they found his replacement. Because could you imagine the craziness that would have happened in the first round when Tristan Wirfs was still on the clock at 13? If we knew Joe Staley wasn't coming back, yikes. <laughs> that would have been, and then we took a defensive tackle, We it would have been even more uh, craziness taking place. But uh, he waits. They make the trade for uh, Trent Williams. We, could, we should do a whole podcast on this. Now, this is just going to be a reaction show. Uh, you guys know me. I've already broken down a lot of film on our recent draft guys and we're going to talk about all of them but i want this just to be a q a talk back and forth i will devote an entire podcast and more so for my patreon members um on each draft prospect we've got some time and so we are going to do that but i wanted this to be a reaction show just an instant analysis kind of gut feel how are things going how do we feel about things so uh in review uh the big takeaway joe staley has retired and love that man. He's amazing. We trade a fifth round pick this year and a third next year, which is way below market value. Uh, you know, I was asked before today uh, if we were going to trade for Trent Williams as the rumors started going around, uh, what, what would it take? And I said, minimum, a 2021st second round pick. Minimum. Probably a 2021st and somebody like Joukowsky Tart or Matt Breida. Well, we got way cheaper than that. We gave up a fifth this year and a third next year. Uh, paid pennies on the dollar. Yes, he's 31. Yes, there's some injury history. Um, but again, Trent Williams was the fourth overall draft pick when Kyle Shanahan and Daddy Shanahan were in Washington. And the fact that Washington traded him to the 49ers pissed off the Redskins more than anything else. They hate Kyle Shanahan, they are not on good terms, um, but they wanted to trade him to the Minnesota Vikings for more than the 49ers were willing to pay. But Trent Williams said, uh-uh-uh, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Um, so he kind of finagled this and left with the middle finger to the Redskins, which they deserve. Um, a big reason why the whole blow-up between Trent Williams and Washington took place is because he had a growth on his head, and they told him don't to worry about it. Well, he goes and <laughs> gets it checked out by real medical people, and they tell him, Oh, yeah, you've got to get this taken care of. Uh, doubled down the Washington franchise and again told him that was his choice going outside, and therefore they uh, tried penalizing him financially whenever he missed time. Um, so that's why that whole thing blew up. We'll spend a whole episode talking about that. Now, 
49ers, we add on some players. We get three players late. We get Colton McKivitz, offensive tackle from West Virginia. Just a big old boy, man. He's a lot of fun. 6'6", 306. Um, now, at the Senior Bowl, he played guard. He started at right tackle, and he started at left tackle for the West Virginia Mountaineers, and he is the mascot <laughs> of West Virginia. If you've never been to West Virginia, first off, you're welcome. Two, if you have been there and you saw the photograph of his father, his father literally um, collects raccoons, skins them, and turns them into hats, and then wears those to football games and sells them for more money. So, uh, yeah, that's who this guy is. A uh, lot of fun film, knocks people down. He's kind of a big mauler. Uh, one of the best punches whenever his arms engage, people move, okay? Uh, now, where is he going to play? We don't know. Uh, my assumption is anytime soon, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are going to have a little bit of a press conference, virtual anyway, uh, not for the layman's people, but that's okay. Uh, and then we'll, we'll hopefully figure out what they take because, again, he could be a swing tackle. He could be a you know left or right tackle. He could play guard. He could play left guard. He fits all of the metrics and the toughness in the run game. So that's kind of what that is. So one tackle retires. You trade for another tackle. You draft a tackle. Um, you know, it's offensive tackles galore. And we got that pick. The, the way we got that pick was by trading Matt Breida. We traded Matt Breida to the Dolphins straight up for this pick. Um, and so it's, it's, it's one of those things, man. It's again, by Joe Staley. That's a whole thing by itself. Then we're going to lose two more players, Marquise Goodwin and Matt Breida. Now, Matt Breida was an undrafted free agent that I love, 49ers fans love, but he had those four fumbles within 20 carries of each other, and Kyle Shanahan was 100% done. You know, he puts the second-round tender on him to keep him, but we all knew um, if you don't trust him enough to give him the ball in the Super Bowl, you're not keeping him. But uh, he trades him to the Miami Dolphins. I think that's great for him. Again, another win-win situation because he gave him a second-round tender, so that contract is still there. So Matt Breed is making way more money this year than he has in his three years combined in the NFL. And now he's going to get to go to Miami and compete for a starting job, which, again, uh, he's going to be with Jordan Howard, whatever. But happy for him. You did right by him. Uh, very, very good. Now... You also trade Marquise Goodwin. Now, Marquise Goodwin was a whole other thing because he has such a big contract. Now, you save about three point something, three point six, three point seven million this year, but you also save seven million in twenty twenty one. So you're deleting ten million dollars off your books, and you know he wasn't really worth that much because of the contract. Philadelphia Eagles get him, and we swap six round picks, so we jump up about twenty five picks. Um, in the sixth round, and with that, who do we take? Uh, <laughs> a fullback slash tight end, uh, Charlie Warner from Georgia, 6'5", 244, and he, here's the thing. Uh, let, let's, let's step back real quick because I think, I think that this will help us understand, and we've seen this. You know, we're developing one or two things happen in conjuncture with each other. You think, okay, interesting, but now we have a trend. This is the fourth draft of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. They have a very deep roster. They now have 81 players after the draft today under contract. Well, they're not signed, these draft picks, but they will be. 81 players. They only have to add nine undrafted free agents. This is a very hard roster to make. And we saw this last year in the fourth round 
whenever they traded back and then selected the punter, Mitch Wisnowski. And after the fact, they asked John Lynch, why the hell did you take a punter? And he said, well, we didn't see anybody else that had a chance to make our roster at that point. Um, so we wanted somebody that could guaranteed make our roster. Well, you look at Charlie, Charlie Warner from Georgia. He played tight end. He's not a receiving tight end. He is the best run-blocking tight end slash fullback and special teamer in this draft. You look at the people that he has blocked for at Georgia. Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, <laughs> DeAndre Swift. They run very similar scheme. They do a lot of the samurai or the wham block, as it's called, where the offensive tackle lines up on the right side off a line of scrimmage, and then as the play snapped, he runs behind the line of scrimmage as hard as he can and picks up the unblocked defender on the edge. Uh, he does that a lot, and he kills people doing it. He's just a great run blocker. He only had 34 catches despite starting for three years uh, in his career. He's He can catch the ball. He only had one drop during his entire career, so he's got good hands. He's just not really a receiving guy. He's a run blocker. Uh, he could back up Kyle Juszczyk at fullback. He could be the number two blocking tight end that could step immediately into that role, that Levine Toilolo. And um, who's my other bad boy that we we missed? Uh, Selleck retired. Like He could take that role easily. He's not the guy Kyle Shanahan wanted when pursuing you know, Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper, talking to Delaney Walker. No, he's not that. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do sign one of the kind of old tight ends that are out there on the free agent market because they didn't land a mobile tight end. But this guy is going to be a special teamer, all four special team groups. He'll be on all of them. And he will also be fighting Ross Dwelly for that run-blocking role. Uh, I think Roz Dwelly stays on this team in the active roster because, again, they want people that can back up everything, and that's what Charlie Warner does. And the last pick of the day, um, and then we'll jump into some questions and just kind of chit-chat back and forth, Jawan Jennings, wide receiver Tennessee, and he's a fun story because he's all over the place. Uh, you got Butch Jones. That's how far back you got to go. He gets recruited to Tennessee as one of the top dual-threat quarterbacks. Um, halfway through his freshman year, they decide to change him from quarterback to wide receiver. He's a big boy, 6'3", 215. Now he's slow. Uh, he is not fast. He is a big slot wide receiver. This is insurance for Jalen Hurd. So the things that Kyle Shanahan, the reason why Kyle Shanahan drafted Jalen Hurd is because he could do special things out of the slot um, early on. That's what Juwan Jennings did at Tennessee. Problem is, there's a couple red flags. Uh, injury concerns, they're there. Uh, he called out the coaching staff. Um, Tennessee went through some really rough stuff. Uh, you know, Butch Jones gets fired for cheating. Shocker, spoiler alert. Guess wherever he goes, that's going to happen. Um, Brady Hoke steps in as interim head coach. <laughs> Jawad Jennings goes after him. Uh, I'll have to dig up all the tweets. I'm sure somebody's going to write an article about it now for the 49ers, but it's pretty damn funny. He starts calling them out on social media, talking about how this coaching staff is fine not winning, whatever else, all this stuff. Brady Hoke kicks them out of the program. Then Brady Hoke gets fired. The new coaches come in. They say, hey, man, we want you back. They bring him back, and then he goes nuts. Uh, he gets injured and plays the whole year injured and put up crazy, crazy numbers. Um, but again, 4-7. You're talking a 4-7-40 guy, but a bigger dude. Uh, again, great with ball skills. And my favorite thing about him, you know, I, I didn't go through and do an entire draft profile on him, but I, I know who he is just from uh, going through watching college football so much. But the idea is this. 
some of the best hands in the draft. Um, you know, if you were watching any of the draft coverage, whenever they show the Hail Mary at the end, that's who he is. He's got mitts, former quarterback, right? So he he feels comfortable with the ball in his hands, and he can snag it from anywhere. Great, great, great hands. Just slow and bigger bodied. That's kind of who he is. Now, again, the 49ers, they are at 81 players under contract now. This isn't the year where you bring in 25 undrafted free agents. We've seen that. We've seen that from the 49ers. That's not happening now. Um, so th- this is, you know, you got your signing bonuses that you get spread around, and we're on undrafted alert, and I'm sure they're flying in as soon as this draft's over, and I'm hoping to cover that. But, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting because each team has only allotted so much money to spend on signing bonuses, bonuses for undrafted free agents. But the 49ers have the second most players under roster already. So we can give, we're going to get those priority guys. We're getting a top tier running back undrafted free agent. Guarantee it. Um, Eno Benjamin would have been the guy, but he was drafted right after the Niners pick. So I don't have the draft up right now. So if something does happen, please let me know. Uh, But anyway, so that's where we are. So let's jump into some questions. And if you're listening on the Hot Mic app, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, I don't care. Hit that share button. Hit the like button. That helps us out as a podcast. That increases our numbers. I really do appreciate everybody joining me. And as always, before we jump into the next part, if you want the crazy in-depth, not so clean cut and packed together podcasts and film breakdowns patreons where that's going to be i want to be loading game film for every single person that the 49ers drafted um you know all 22 end zone footage all that stuff all you got to do is go to patreon.com 49ers rush podcast subscribe there the frank gortier that's all yours and if you sign up now you get access to all 100 plus breakdowns I've already done. So if you need something to watch now that draft's done and you want to go back through some 2019 49ers coaching tape and all 22, I got you. Uh, that's on there. So And I'll be adding to that every single week from henceforth. All the proceeds of that go to the podcast. Uh, trying to do some fun stuff. Uh, we'll get to that. So let's talk some questions. Let's jump on uh, Hot Mike and YouTube comment section. Let's see what we got. Now, um yeah, yeah, I'm seeing lots of Staley stuff. Uh man, that's rough. Uh it, it hurts, man. Ha- Luis, he asks on Hot Mike, how do I grade this draft? And it's a weird draft grade because th- there's two ways you could look at it, right? Y- you could say, well, we only drafted, you know, five guys. <laughs> that that's it. And three of them were after the 150th pick or so. So y- you got two guys that are going to start and then you've got three guys that are competing for special teams and backup jobs. Juwan Jennings, Charlie Warner, and Colton McCavitts, they're not starting. They don't have a chance to start. They are looking for reserve backup roles. Now, you look at Javon Kinlaw and Brennan Ayuk, they are starting. They're going to be starters. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch said we look at them as starters. Javon Kinlaw will start day one. Brennan Ayuk will have to work his way into the rotation um, as a starter, but guarantee you this, even worst case for Brandon Ayuk, okay, because the wide receiver, there's a lot of guys there, and depending on who comes back, worst case for Brandon Ayuk is gadget plays to start. That's worst case. He comes in, uh, runs slants, runs outs, runs goes, runs jet sweeps. Worst case. Best case, Debo. <laughs> what we saw with Debo last year. Debo didn't start the first game. 
Um, he started the second game, and he started from then on. <laughs> I know he got injured and missed one there, but that's it. So if I had to grade this draft just off the draft prospects, I'm probably saying a B-. minus. Um, but if I'm grading this with Trent Williams, that changes everything. If I'm grading this and looking at the salary cap unloading that the 49ers did by uh, you know Marquise Goodwin and Matt Breida, now I'm in the A minus category, but and a lot of it's going to kind of be pending until Trent Williams uh, one passes his physical and plays his very first down. Trent Williams is a top five left tackle in the league day one. He's 31, so he's a little bit older. He does have some injury history, but he's played through those injuries, and I think this is a big reason why the hangup happened. He played through so many injuries. I, I've got it right here, and you know I'm still working on this. I'll do an entire Trent Williams episode, but you, you know I, I I just talking through his injuries. Okay, he was drafted 2010, 2012. He gets a bone bruise in his knee preseason. Doesn't miss a game. He plays the last preseason game with the bone bruise. Um, then he injures his right knee again in week three. So what? Five six weeks later, played through it the rest of the season. Didn't miss a game. 2017. Gets a knee injury, plays through it. Uh, week one gets a bad knee injury, plays through it for 10 games until the Washington Redskins were out of the playoffs because they sucked. So then they put him on IR just to rest him. Um, plays 2018, has one of his best years. Plays 2019, gets um, a growth on his head removed, which I talked about. And the team told him it wasn't serious and he needed to wait till after the season to get it finished. And he said, screw that. Uh, that, that, that's what started all the bad issues. And so you've got this guy who has played for all of your terrible teams. You had no chance of going to the playoffs ever. And this guy's playing through injuries. Now he's got something serious. And we, we all know who Washington is. You just look at their ownership. You look at their name. You look they, they suck. They're terrible. They're, they're, they're bad people that handle things the wrong way. Kyle Shanahan. John Lynch are the exact opposite, and that's why they hate each other so much. Uh, the way that they treated uh, you know, Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan, what the hell? These are people that are revered by every single franchise in the NFL, but you got a problem with them? <laughs> it's one of those things like if you're ever in a social circle and somebody just like out of nowhere says, man, I hate that guy, and everybody's like, what? He's the nicest guy ever. How could you hate that guy? Uh, that should tell you there's something wrong with you, not something wrong with the guy that everybody else likes. Um, but anyway, that's the Washington Redskins. They've got some social issues. That's all I got to say. I like Ron Rivera as a coach, um, and I don't think this is on him. This is an ownership CEO play. Uh, it's it's Snyder. It's all Snyder. It's been that way since he's been there. Um, anyway, I know I went off just a little bit. Yeah, if you have not read the Joe, uh, Joe Staley retirement letter. Uh, I retweeted. I should have made it the pin tweet on my Twitter, but uh, just type in Joe Staley. It's probably going to be the first one that pulled up. I mean, dude's freaking awesome. You got to keep him. You got to keep him. Um, let's see here. Amrita, happy for both Trent and us. Yeah, it's a win-win. Washington kind of got screwed, but this was... <laughs> 
they got what they deserve. You know, <laughs> what's the Joker line? What do you get <laughs> when you have a top left tackle in the NFL and you treat him like garbage? You get what you effing deserve, right? <laughs> the Joker, I love it, man. Uh, that's good. Uh, Carlos, you don't like him after the raccoon story, man. Uh, if you raccoons are everywhere in West Virginia, I don't know. There, it's a different place, but uh, it, it's interesting to say the least. It's it's what it is. Now let's see here. Will Trent be back to form um, after not be playing for a year? I think it's good for him, actually. I really, really do. Now, if you look at when Trent Williams came out of college, he was the most athletic um, tight end of that class, and it was a great tackle class. That was whenever they had three tackles going the top four. Um, who was it? Trent Williams. I'm going off the top of my head here. Eric Fisher and Luke Jokel. I think it was that draft. And, um, yeah, it, it was just a lot of talent, a lot of top-tier talent at the tackle position, and he was the best. I think he ran a 4-7-40, super, super athletic. His nickname's Silverback. You don't call somebody Silverback Gorilla unless <laughs> that's who they are. Uh, you know, again, yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm wearing my Longhorn shirt. He's an OU guy. He's a hell of a player. Um, and you know, one of the fun things that happened too, whenever the Redskins played the Seahawks after the game one time, I think this, this might've even been in the playoffs. I don't know. Him and Richard Sherman got into it and they meet at the middle of the field and Richard Sherman's doing what Richard Sherman does. Just John without his helmet and Trent Williams, you know, hit, threw one to his face and made contact. Didn't hit him too hard. But uh, Sherman stepped back up and started John. Trent Trent Williams got fined like seven thousand dollars, something like that, after the game. But anyway, Jed York, which uh, whatever Jed York, uh, he's definitely ascending in Niners fans' books lately. But the idea was this: <laughs> he 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 posts that that video on Twitter and then said, "Don't worry, Trent. It took me some time getting used to Sherman too, but I think you'll like him." Uh, now once he's your teammate, Richard Sherman tweeted, retweeted that and said, well, I need a rematch and Trent Williams, you know, liked it and put, you know, smiley face laughing emoji. So it, it, it's one of those things. You get a lot of these alpha males together. It's pretty special. Trent Williams is better this year than any offensive tackle in this class in the rookie class. That's just facts. And the fact that you're getting that, the cap isn't going to be an issue. He's due $12.5 million this year. It's the last year of his deal. So you can just let him play it out. You don't need to restructure that. You just let him play it out. You have the cap space now because with Joe Staley retiring, it costs you half a million this year, half a million next year. You can kind of finagle the numbers. Worst case, it costs you a million dollars this year. But because breed is gone, because Goodwin's gone, because Staley retired, you have money for that now and this rookie draft pool as well. The 49ers might have, once it's all said and done, with the rookie draft pool being paid for, with Trent Williams being paid for, I, this is just off the top of my head. I haven't ran all the numbers. Probably going to be between 6 and $9 million extra. So if you want to go out and pay an athletic tight end like a Delaney Walker, um, somebody gets injured, something like that, you could pull them in. That's an opportunity there. So uh, lots of good things there. I, I, I think that's a good thing. Um, before I get to some more questions, do have to take a second for our sponsor and just say thank you. Manscaped.com. They have the new Lawnmower 3.0 out. I love this thing. And here's the deal. Manscaped's products, they're the best there is. I've been using them for, I think, two years now. And anytime they come out with a new thing, it's crazy because then I'm just like, 
what the hell? <laughs> How they make this even better? Um, and so that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball trimmer ever created. I agree. It's 100% amazing. Trust me, it's worth it. Head to manscaped.com. Use promo code rush esf r-u-s-h esf get 20 percent off plus free shipping at manscaped.com and trust me your balls will thank you manscaped.com cannot say thanks enough for those guys and again if you value hygiene i know we're in quarantine but don't be nasty take care of your stuff you got time clean yourself up down there trust me it's worth it manscaped.com use promo codes r-u-s-h-e-s-f rush e-s-f and they will take care of you over there 20 percent off of free shipping um great products over there great products uh, let's see here um working through the things let's see here um john i wanted pauler center from clemson why did we use the last pick for center you know this is a new thing too you know, if you look at the centers in this class or for what the 49ers have, we've got we're three deep at every single position now and the offensive line. And with the new collective bargaining agreement, you're allowed to carry carry an extra lineman. In fact, you have to carry an extra lineman uh, for a roster spot. Uh, that, that it was a weird thing. So, like, you get two extra roster spots. One of them has to be used on an offensive lineman. So, Daniel Brunskill, who's probably going to be starting right guard, They've been working him out at center as well. So now you have Daniel Brunskill that can start all five positions on the offensive line that you got for dirt cheap pennies from the AAF. And so at the center position, I think this is the way the depth chart works. Uh, Western Richburg, if he's healthy from his patella tendon. If he's not, you got Ben Garland. If he's not, then you've got Daniel Brunskill. Okay, now right guard. Let's play that game. Um, you've got Daniel Brunskill as starter. you got Tom Compton as the backup. And now... You throw in your rookie that you just got, and he could start there too, and Colton McCavitz. So you've got three right guards there. And again, you know, your guards can swing over to left guard as well. If Lake can miss a play, which he never does, the Iron Man of the offensive line. Now you look at tackles, right? Uh, you got Joe St or damn, that hurts. That hurts. Ouch. Ouch. I gotta get used to that. I gotta get used to that. Uh, love you, Joe. <laughs> love you, Joe. Uh, left tackle. Yeah, Trenton Williams. You got your swing guy and uh, Justin School, and now you have your third guy that can back up there too, Colton McCavitz. And then the same thing. Whenever you look at right tackle, and you just swap out. Uh, you put McGlinchey in instead of Joe. Uh, damn, I did it again. Uh, that's gonna take some time, man. How long? <laughs> Since two thousand eight. You know, we're we're going thirteen years strong that we've been saying Joe Staley, and I got to change that for Trent Williams now. I got to delete that part and uh, get get ready. It's like, you know, still call him San Diego Chargers sometimes, and I don't even care about the San Diego Chargers. Joe Staley's, you know, he's, he's been there forever. Uh, he, he's like, he reminds me of my first girlfriend, not looks. Man, she wasn't that ugly, but you know what I mean. That's what I'm trying to get to. Um, but that we, we just got to get used to that. Um, it's what it is. Uh, let's see here. Did you have a grade on Mitchell Wilcox tight end of South Florida? I did not. Uh, did not have a grade on him. Um, Sep says, love your work, John. Really appreciate that. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Sep. Thomas, damn, as the weeks weren't bad enough, no more Joe shows. I'm hoping they find a way to get this guy somewhere involved. Man, just do put him in the booth. Let him be a sports announcer. Let him do something. I got to have Joe Staley. They've got to know that. They've got to find a way. Um, we'll see how it's going to be. Jake, do you see Trent Williams as a good locker room fit? Yes. 
100% yes. He was voted a captain his sophomore, uh, his second year in the NFL for the Washington Redskins by the team. So, like, this is a locker room guy. You go back to OU, he was a team captain by the team. No, Trent Williams is the definition of a leader. Is he a jokester and whatever else like Trent Williams or like Joe Staley? No. But, yeah, there's he's a, he's a professional dude that's going to fit in just fine. Not an issue whatsoever. Um, that's what it is. Uh, and this is another thing. Thank you, Sep. Uh, we loved Brita. Understand him being traded, but should have been Tevin. Yes. Here's the reason why it's not Tevin. Tevin, $4.5 million. Then you look at Matt Brita, $2.2 million. Um, so <laughs> that that's the reason why. One, if you just had the rest of the NFL, Kyle Shanahan's different. Kyle Shanahan loves him some Tevin Coleman. Everybody else in the league does not. Not like Kyle Shanahan does, right? So if you, if you had them both and they were the exact same player, that'd be one thing. Most people see Breida as a better player than Tevin Coleman and he's half price. Uh, so that's why. And again, he's in the doghouse for those four fumbles, uh, which we've talked about already. Um, let's see here. Uh, Will asks, who won the Jimmy jersey? Uh, yeah, we're getting that sent out. Uh, they have reached out. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I just know it wasn't Derek because Charles screwed that one up if you enjoyed the draft. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, poor guy. Uh, anyway, it's C-E-P. Yeah, my initials, dude. All right, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Ambrita said, uh, what do you think about not drafting a quarterback? Man, uh, I thought corner was a pressing need. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch said, nope. Um, they were really high on Tim Harris, the tall athletic corner that they drafted last year. And so I'm pretty sure that they think that he is he's going to be the fit. And so, you know, I think that's one of those things that we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, they do not value the cornerback position like we think they do. Uh, most of the NFL has corner at the top of the list, not the 49ers. They have not invested more than a third-round pick, and that was just once with Akello. After that, you're dropping fifth round, sixth round. That's it. They just don't draft corners. They draft linemen, <laughs> offensive, defensive linemen, wide receivers. That's what they – every single draft, they have drafted offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and uh, what's it called? Wide receivers. That's what everything has been spent on. Everything. And so – Whenever you, every team is different, and you get that, but the formula has been set and solidified for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. They see it as, and this is the quote from Kyle Shanahan I feel like we have the best roster in the NFL. I felt like we had the best roster all the way up until the last seven minutes of the Super Bowl. And so he's not, he's not diverting, he is replicating. We're bringing back with younger. Players that fit their scheme at those valuable positions that they want, and they're going to keep doing that. Um, you know, undrafted free agents, a different story. Uh, I think they'll bring in a handful of corners, a lot of tall, long-bodied, high-speed corners with ball skills and some safeties, and they'll let them compete. But, you know, we'll see what, yeah, thank you, Dre Barry. Uh, Matt Breida was $3.2 million. Yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, that was off the top of my head, and I was wrong. Um now, Curtis, I love this uh, question. How did the other NFC West teams do in the draft? Here's the deal. Seattle's going to Seattle. They're idiots. Uh, they got Russell Wilson, and I think you have to give them credit for drafting Russell Wilson. But outside of that, man, this that I think they had one of the worst drafts, period. 
Uh, they just they have a different way of doing things, and so theirs is laughable. The Rams they're repeating previous mistakes, spending high picks on running backs, knowing. Um, hopefully they just don't re-sign them this year, whatever. But then you look at the Cardinals. The Cardinals, I think, had one of the best drafts, uh, definitely the best three rounds, especially whenever you consider their second-round pick was spent for DeAndre freaking Hopkins. Their first-round pick, they go out, uh, get a stud Isaiah Simmons, who fell to eight, had no business falling that far. And then third round, they get Josh Jones, who had a fir- uh, close to a first-round grade on. So I love what they did. I love the way that the Arizona Cardinals drafted to this point. Now, just because you're the all-offseason team doesn't mean that's going to translate. They're still a young team. Coach has not proved that he can win. But I'm telling you right now, long-term, my concern, uh, Russell Wilson's always going to keep his team in the game. But, man, Cardinals are approaching the Seahawks, if not close to even with them based on this offseason. Rams, they continue to go the wrong direction. Um, Now, if you guys were with us for draft night, my buddy Chuck, we're going to be doing an entire divisional breakdown series on this podcast. Uh, where we'll spend an entire episode just talking about the NFC West draft, offseason, who won, re-ranking them. Then we'll do the AFC West. We're going to do all eight. So it's going to kind of step back from a 49ers perspective, and we're going to jump through as you know we go through the summer and offseason and just kind of broaden our perspective and our approach to the NFL as a whole. Um and just kind of see what else is out there and how, you know, the power rankings set up and all those things. But uh, he's an Eagles fan, so he's in mourning big time. <laughs> I have two really, really close Eagles friends, and, like, I'm serious, man. I am, like, calling to check it on them. Hey, man, you okay? And they're not okay. <laughs> they're not okay. Uh, from Luciano on YouTube, John, what is our biggest weakness right now? That's a good question. Um this team doesn't have weaknesses right now, but it, it, our, the roster's solid. <laughs> you lost three starters, okay? You lost three. That's it. So if you look at your 2019 Super Bowl 49ers that made it to the Super Bowl, you lose DeForest, you replace them with Kinlaw. You lose Sanders, you replace them with Ayuk. You lose Joe Staley, you replace them with Trent Williams. So, and then 16 injured reserve players brought back. Okay, so that's huge. Now, me personally, where do I think our biggest hole is? I think it's the safety position. The safety position scare does scare me because they don't miss tackles and they approach it. But that strong safety spot, that is the weakest position on the 49ers roster in my own personal opinion. I like Jaquaski Tart. I think that he is an average starter at the position. I think he fits our scheme well. But, again, if I was an offensive coordinator playing the 49ers, that's who I'm going after. I'm going after Jaquaski Tart. Um, and then I'm going to run it inside whenever Solomon Thomas is in there. <laughs> I'm attacking Solomon Thomas. Um, now, from an offensive standpoint, I think the center position is probably the weakest. Um, you know, Western Richburg has not had one good year with us. He's been injured almost nonstop. You look at Ben Garland. Ben Garland played much better in his spot starting uh, whenever he took over for the Richburg injury than Richburg has in any time with us. But Ben Garland's 32. Uh, you know, he he's 32. I think he's going on his 33-year-old season. Uh, that's going to be interesting to me. But personally, I would prefer um, – Ben Garland to start over Richburg. Uh, that's just me. That's just me. Now, maybe uh, let's get real crazy. <laughs> let's get real crazy. What if we move Brunskill to center? Um, yeah, let's move Brunskill to center. I, I like that spot. And then let's move the big man that we just drafted, Colton McCavitts, to right guard. 
Hey, it could be a possibility. I, I think we could make that work. So the, then the question would be, who do you prefer, Colton McKevitz playing out of position at guard, which he did at the senior bowl and did it well, or would you prefer having Ben Garland in there at center? So uh, there's some position flexibility, some lineup uh, movements that you can do to try to get something. Um but, yeah, you take that for whatever it is. James Ford on YouTube. Uh, do you think we have the best defensive line in the league again this year? It's rough to find somebody that's better than ours. Um, <laughs> Nick Bosa, who was, you know, the rookie of the year, and rightfully so, he's poised for a much better year. D. Ford's finally getting the rest he needs. If, he, if D. Ford's healthy, if D. Ford's healthy, I don't think it's even an argument. Um it, and again, you know, we talk about this draft and, you know, we go through and grade it. Second round pick was D Ford. <laughs> Our third and fourth round pick was a one-year rental for Emmanuel Sanders. That should count. Um, yeah, so you, you take those things and you add them in. Yes, the 49ers defensive line is what it is. It is an absolute beast behemoth. And again, one of the players that I think is going to play a bigger role than ever before is Ronald Blair. I know it's crowded. I love Ronald Blair. I love Ronald Blair. Uh, I think he's got to have a great year. Uh, I really, really do. Brody, um, he asked, was tight end a reach? Um, it wasn't a reach in the fact that, you know, you get down to the sixth round and what's going to help this team? Who's going to make this roster? And you get a guy that is a pride <laughs> or tried and true run blocking beast for a very similar scheme. He's going to have a very small learning curve. Very small. He's just going to have to get used to moving around a little bit more than he did at Georgia. But other than that, he fits. Um, he fits. And, you know, Charlie Warner, if he doesn't make it, the New England Giants, or sorry, the New York Giants, they're going to take him. They take all of our guys. The freaking all of our tight ends. It is what it is. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Uh, you know, I'm going to take the rest of the day off. I'll probably go through some film and stuff, but I'll be tracking the undrafted free agents. Uh, I'll be doing some film work and stuff. I'm going to get some stuff up on um, our Patreon page probably tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, it, it's been a fun weekend. I love the draft. I'm exhausted. Uh, but it, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a whole lot of fun. And, uh, you know, thank you to everybody that's been following and supporting and all that stuff. But uh, we're not done here. <laughs> we'll take the afternoon off. But uh, what we're going to be doing, we got a lot of stuff, including an entire podcast series on every new edition. And we got a lot of them, including undrafted free agents. Lots of game film breakdowns over on the Patreon page. And we'll be back here with more coverage soon. So as always, guys, appreciate y'all, and stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.